I hope Doctor Loomis himself is looking inward. He needs. You know a, what I mean, like, give himself a vacation. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And we have come to the end of Slashtober for now. Yeah. We've come to the end of Slashtober 2022, and we've had a great time. I've, this, I, I have loved. It feels good. Slashtober 2022, Slashtober rebooted. Yeah. It's about to get the deboot. Yes. We're coming to Halloween, it's time to wrap up. Of course. But it has been delightful. Yeah, I completely agree. And this week, we are capping it all off by taking a look at the original Halloween from 1978, directed by John Carpenter, and comparing and discussing it along with the 2007 reimagining by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say maybe one of the most notorious examples of a remake. Yeah. But you know what's something interesting uh, that happened recently? So we have uh, Howard Stern playing in our house like a lot of the time because his station just like keeps even old interviews and stuff up. And Ryan and I just have it on while we do stuff. And so like earlier this week, I heard him saying, um, yeah, like that new Halloween movie is really controversial. Like a lot of people really, really hate it. But like Richard, who's one of the coworkers, loves it. And I was like, oh, wow, they must be talking about Halloween ends. And he was like, yeah, they were talking about it in the hallway. And Howard Stern works from home now ever since COVID. So yeah. I was like, hallway the hallway doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. it's like the hallway. Wow, he went back to the office. And then they said something where I was like, oh, they're talking about Rob Zombie Halloween from 2007. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting because it's true. Like the new Halloween Ends movie is super controversial. And maybe there hasn't been one that's been that divisive since the 2007. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think that the previous two quite had like such strong feelings. Halloween Kills generated a lot of conversation, it I think. It did, but I, f- I feel it's different. I don't know if I heard anybody saying, I love it. Yeah. Like, because with yeah, Halloween Ends, true. there are people who are like, actually, I absolutely love it. Right. Um, I but- also think that like, uh, because the Rob Zombie movie, it, it, because it is a remake, it's funny, it's... There are three movies in this franchise just called Halloween. Mm-hmm. It is, I can't say it's a mess enough. Yeah. You know? Yes, it's very hard to understand where you're at. Yeah, but because the Rob Zombie one is a remake, it really sort of like obviously purports to start over. This is what you're going to, what we're going to have for all time. This is what we're going to live with. Right. This is how things are going to be This is our Halloween in yes. our timeline. And I mean our timeline as far as where we are in real life. Right. This is our Halloween. It's all starting over. Yeah. This is what you've got to point to whenever you want a Halloween movie now is Rob Zombie's <laughs> yeah. take. Right. Right. And so I can, yeah, I think I think it was obviously pretty explosive Yeah. at the time. What did Richard think of it? They didn't really go into it. No? So, but he said Richard loved it. Well, Richard also just cried the other day because he loves Terrifier, too. I know. Ryan came and asked me if I knew about Terrifier. <laughs> and I was like, I know about it. Why? Do you want to see that? You want to see was, Art the Clown? <laughs> right. And he was like, no, but they were talking about it. It's doing very sh- well. It's do- which is very cool. So bra- bravo Absolutely. To the team. Absolutely. But yeah. Yeah. And then I ended up hearing it after we had talked about that. Yeah. I heard him get emotional. <laughs> he also, he started crying when they were playing the Halloween theme. 
Wait, really? Yes. I didn't actually listen to the clips. I saw that like headline that he had cried about Terrifier. I actually didn't hear. He does get a little choked Why up. Why does he get choked the, up? I think at the idea that like a horror movie is doing so well, that's just like a random indie horror it, it's movie. It's like is, a like, low climbing, budget indie. Which is yeah. really cool. That's but, great. But no, I, I don't know if he actually cried during that, but he got extremely choked up while they were talking about like horror movie scores and Howard played the Halloween score because he was like, I just, I've just always loved it and I watch it with my dad and yeah he gets very choked up about stuff with his dad <laughs> yeah it yeah. was very sweet yeah all right fair yeah. enough um uh but uh, so I, I was thinking about this when i was like taking notes and, and watching these movies so halloween h2o mm-hmm. is a weird bad name for yeah that movie it was the the one that came out it was halloween 20 years later right H2O. i almost forget what a bad name it is just because i like it and i'm used to us talking about it but that's a crazy name yeah it's 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 a bad it, you know, if the story had something, it almost plays like a Friday the 13th 3D. It's yeah. like this movie's in, in 3D. Put your 3D goggles on. Halloween H2O. Right. Like, what does this mean? Watch it in the bath. Yeah, Wawa? <laughs> Take a tub. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is no water of significance in the movie. No, just 20, and they made it H2O. But that means that that movie is effectively titled Halloween. It's just Halloween for the year 2000. Yeah. Almost like how you could buy a new like Ford Explorer 2023 right now or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, this is Halloween 20 years later. Right. It's not the 20th Halloween movie. That movie is also just called Halloween. It's just Halloween 20 years later. Peculiar. Like every decade we seem to make a new direct follow-up to the originals and just call it Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Very (laughs) strange. the Rob Zombie Halloween is 2007, as you pointed out, which Mm -hmm. is basically H3O. Yeah. And then Halloween 2018 is obviously 40 years later, the David right. Gordon Green one, and that's Halloween H4O. Yeah. The big 4-0. It's <laughs> over the hill now. <laughs> that's right. But so the Rob Zombie one, it really did try to say, like, we're, we're going to do it different this time. We're going out a whole new door. It really does. Sure does. It creates all kinds of new doors. Yeah. But let's, let's I don't want to talk about it. So let's, I, let's take our time before I we get there. I can't tell you how much I don't want to talk about it. I know. I didn't want to watch it. While I was watching it, <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I know. I'm watching this movie again. I can't believe it exists. I can't believe I've li- I've seen this before. Somebody I saw it in theaters. Not even all that, certainly that, but like I've seen this. I know how horrible it is. I know how much I hated it. And this is just my opinion. It makes me feel horrific and horrible and disgusting. It is an odious film in my estimation. Odious. And I can't believe I was watching it again. Odious. I know. How many times do you think you've seen it? Twice. Oh, only twice. Okay. Yes. My top line note, um, you said odious. Yeah. Look at the top note I wrote under Halloween 2007. (laughs) vulgar it's vulgar <laughs> it's extremely vulgar look at, look at my second note everyone's hair <laughs> everybody's yeah. hair in this movie also everyone's screaming everybody's and i don't screaming. and i don't mean like you know running around for michael no. Myers screaming until the principal comes on the scene everyone is yelling when they talk and then that guy brings it down a little bit yeah, a, a little bit he comes back up but when he comes in he's not yelling everybody True. else is yelling the entire i mean literally every line of dialogue is somebody yelling at somebody else it's a shocking movie i, I think <laughs> it like, shocks the senses I, I think the on paper idea for halloween 2007 is fine I think every, yeah. mm-hmm. every, almost, maybe, maybe every is a little, I'm a little hyperbolic sometimes, and I have a history of really dunking on this movie.
movie. So I'm going to attempt to keep it calm and throttle back. Okay. Because I You're going to keep calm and carry on? I, I, I think I detest this movie. I almost couldn't hate it more. Yeah. I, I actually, while I was watching it this time, I was like, I had a, I had a really good feeling uh-huh. while I was watching it because I was like, I bet with us doing a show about this, this will be the last time I will ever. That's a great point. See this movie. That's a great point. It's behind me now. I right. think that I, I will die before I see it again, and that is so comforting. That is. There's no question. The best thing about Halloween 2007 is that I'm going to be dead before I have to look at it one more time. Yes. Play this Absolutely. back. Play this back when I do something <laughs> in the future where I, I come up, contrive some other reason. I'm a completionist. I'm yeah, sure yeah, I will yeah. end up watching yeah. it again. But I hope not. Ugh. But uh, I started laughing watching uh, this movie this time. Uh huh. Let's let's hold on. Let's let's delay because again, I don't really want to. I know about it really it. just got into me saying I just can't believe I watched it again. Agreed. Is is there any chance you have any new insight into Halloween 1978 so we can dwell on that for a while? Because I do. <laughs> Why don't you start? Because I don't think so. I, I was watching. And I was like, this is a sweet movie. It's great. Um, I think Loomis delights me anew every time. So I don't yeah. think this is new. But it just every time I watch it, I'm like, this guy is at a ten. He's. Well, talk about and screaming. Like, like, he's yelling all the time. But he's, like, barking. Yeah, it's different. Like, he definitely is. Yeah, it's, like, barking. He's it's splitting hairs, what I'm arguing. Because he's I raising am... his voice. Everybody's raising their voice. But in Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, people are, like, shrieking. Yes. At each other. At each other. And it's just, it's so crazy. But, no, this guy just has a very, you know, he's speaking forcefully. He's forceful. He's powerful. He's not even necessarily yelling. Right. He is sometimes. He, but other times he just speaks very forcefully. Yes. He also feels like some sort of a weird literature character. Like he feels he like He seems Van out Helsing. of place in time. You know what I mean? Like he feels like yeah. the fated. Yeah. The, 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 the natural foe of the Michael Myers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, there's something about him that feels more than just the guy more running around. More than a around. man? More, yes. Loomis is more than a man. No, I agree. He does feel like the that. The figure of him like in, his, in his trench coat. Yeah. With his little snub-nosed pistol thing and his, his like, that weird tight chin goatee. I know. Which I feel like would also be in vogue in the 1800s. Yes. You know, like, it, it he does feel some like some sort of a Castlevania. Yeah. You could see he him does. equally walking down the streets of Haddonfield or walking up to Dracula's castle. Absolutely. Right? And so that that lends... <laughs> it's really funny. It's so true. I love Loomis. I love him. This really tickles me. And You're absolutely and he's ridiculous. right. He's like, ridiculous. I, he's talking about pure evil. I can kind of picture like, some movie <laughs> where you're following a figure and you don't know who it is yet. It's raining. Mm -hmm. They're walking across some sort of stone bridge or something up to a castle. They have their head down against the rain and they bring it up. And it's, <laughs> it's Loomis. And it's, yeah, it's Donald Pleasance. <laughs> yes. Or Loomis. Yes. He's in there. Yeah. You know, like just like. Dramatic. And you're like, whoa! But also, yeah, oh, of course. He, yeah, he's, he's larger than life. He does feel oh, like, so you funny. know, if, if reincarnation is real. <laughs> yeah. Every time a Michael Myers or an evil Thank returns, God. so returns Loomis to face him. We need him. him. Yes. I, Halloween, the next Halloween should be the, the return of Loomis. If we're going to rest Laurie Strode. Right. Can we bring back Sam Loomis? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm I sure have, somebody out there could be a badass Loomis. I have thoughts on a next Halloween that I don't think anyone would like, but following from Halloween Ends, Is I Is it something like you've told me and I no, have said I, I don't thought, like? I thought about it in the last few days. Okay. 
Um, but uh, go check out our Halloween Ends review. Yeah. We usually wait till mid-show. Our Halloween Ends review is up on our Patreon right now. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash pod. We talked for almost two hours about the latest Halloween film as yeah. of this recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe that it starts for Banshee-level patrons. I think that's right, yeah. Yep. It's spoiler-free to begin. We give a big warning before we go into spoiler territory, but it is robust. Yes. Quite so. It's exhaustive. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, Halloween 1978, I deliberately this time, because I know it too well, I know it inside and out, I watched the TV cut. Oh, okay. Of cool. the film. Have you ever seen this? I don't think so. I've seen it maybe once <clears throat> before. I mean, I don't know. What's different? So the idea of this at all is that they wanted to air Halloween on television. Um, but because it is a violent movie, for the censors, they'd have to cut material out. Mm-hmm. So then to pad the runtime back up, they asked John Carpenter himself and the, the cast, mostly Donald Pleasance, mostly Loomis stuff, oh. to come back and shoot new material. I have seen this. That they could add into the film to compensate for yeah. cutting out some of the gory. Yep. Some of the gory. <laughs> Just works. leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so I took notes on some of the new stuff that I caught. By no means is this a comprehensive list of everything, but this but is some of the substantial stuff right off the bat. So um, uh, there's, it's almost disruptive to some extent. I, I both like and dislike the stuff that they added. Mm-hmm. It, it totally ruins like the pace yeah. of the movie. You can like feel that this is not – everything is like – I mean, I know I've seen this. Are they cutting back to Loomis somewhat unnecessarily or are they just extending existing scenes with him? Um, It's definitely new scenes entirely. But it's yeah. like directly after Michael Myers – well, first of all, obviously this movie Halloween famously has a cold open – of somebody stalking into the house and mm-hmm. going up and stabbing a girl who's sitting alone at her, you know, her, her vanity, her vanity, um, only to be unmasked. And it's a six year old boy. Yeah. Um, which is pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes back in to, um, the, the movie proper, it's years have gone by. Yeah. That kid is now an adult and he's escaping from Smith's Grove sanitarium where he has presumably been nonstop since the night he killed his sister. Right. Well, instead of that, we get, like, just a few months later, after Michael kills his sister in the TV cut, uh, we see Dr. Loomis sitting in, um, uh, like, a, mm-hmm. like a, a theater seating, like a, it looks like it's, like, almost like a college classroom. <laughs> yeah. That sort of, like, theater seating for a college class. Um, but there's a panel who is basically denying Dr. Loomis's request for Michael to remain in maximum security. Right. Um, Donald uh, Loomis, Donald Loomis, <laughs> Donald Pleasance, uh, who plays Dr. Loomis, they barely de-aged him uh-huh. at all. It looks like he, again, almost like he is some sort of like a towering figure who yeah. never changes or anything. He looks old. He's bald. It, it, they like didn't, you know, dye his hair enough or something. I don't right. know. But so he's advocating for like, no, he needs maximum security. They say Michael Audrey Myers is catatonic, hasn't moved or said a word or anything for Mm -hmm. for a long time. We were going to shift him to minimum security. He's not a threat, whatever. And Dr. Loomis says, I have spent four hours a day. (laughs) Four hours a day. He already he's barking. He can't get control of himself. He spends four hours a day with I hope Michael. Doctor Loomis himself is looking inward. He needs. You know a, what I mean, like, give himself a vacation. Yeah, he's very intense. He seems very high strung. Oh my god! Can't you see him in his trench coat, like on a beach in a hammock? 
Yeah, just looking dissatisfied with yeah. his arms crossed. Almost like yeah. a Columbo type figure, where it's yeah. like he's got his one wardrobe, and even if he were in a pool, yes. he'd be wearing a trench coat. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but so uh, he spent four hours a day with Michael every day for six months, mm-hmm. uh, and he's determined that my- young Michael Myers is the most dangerous patient he has ever come across. He goes, he's waiting. The people on the panel ask, for what? And it pushes on Donald Loomis and he goes, I don't know. You keep calling him Donald, Donald Loomis. Well, whatever. He's Donald, I know what you mean. Uh, reality and fiction are, are shattering. Course. They're merging now. He's Donald <laughs> Loomis. It pushes on him and he just says, I don't know. I don't know what he's waiting for. Um, Perhaps that's all the scarier. Maybe. Then there's a scene that follows where he visits Michael Myers in his room at Smith's Grove. Uh-huh. At this point, Michael Myers looks like he's like a young teenager. And uh, 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 Dr. Loomis says, you've fooled them, haven't you, Michael? But not me. Hmm. And I kind of like that. Uh, Michael Myers is just sitting in a chair looking out the window. And he looks like a young, like a famously like John a Carpenter said that he wanted Michael when he's unmasked to look normal. His quote was like angelic uh-huh. when he's unmasked by Laurie at the end of the movie. But he's already been like poked in the face with like a... Right. No, he's got um, some stuff going on by then. Yeah, he doesn't look great no he's st- like stabbed the neck with a knitting needle poked in the eyeball with a clothes hanger i don't look at the face that they show us at the end and say wouldn't little angel no it seems like he's been through, through the ring yeah but so seeing young michael myers just looking out the window not moving or saying anything mm-hmm. it does feel like he also is like yeah there's something that in waiting is right he's just yeah. staring out the window waiting for i don't know what Right. And then we... Uh, I do think it's weird and kind of combative to be like, they don't... Like, you may have them fooled, but you don't have me fooled. But Loomis isn't really working with him anymore anyway, right? I think so, he agrees to remain his doctor. Okay. Basically, again, to almost like chain himself to Michael. Like, yeah. he, he's going to be lockstep with this guy forever. I feel like that sets up a, a sort of weird dynamic yeah. between patient and doctor. Oh, firmly You have agreed. them fooled, but you don't have me fooled? Is that a therapeutic approach? No, but he'll then later run around Haddonfield talking about I how know. he's not even a human. I know. So th- again, there's something wrong with Dr. Loomis. What did he see? Physician, heal thyself. What did Loomis see? Hashtag, what did Loomis see? What did Loomis see? I, I want to know. know. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know in what episode, so I'm sorry if this is frustrating, but I think you brought up that there there could be a little bit of like a chicken or the egg sort of scenario oh, yeah. with Michael Myers and Loomis. Where I very it's much like, think so. It, was he necessarily, it's inarguable that he killed his sister. Right. But would all this happen if he wasn't constantly told you're bad, you're the face of evil? It's in the you Halloween. You have the devil's eyes? It's the Halloween Ends review. Because okay. that movie deals a lot, That's right. I think, with like perception of quote unquote evil. And mm-hmm. people constantly telling you how horrible you are. Right. The second that you like lash out at somebody who endlessly calls you evil, the world goes, see? Yeah. You... Uh, we knew you were evil rather than like you were provoked for decades or something like yeah. that. Not to, Michael Myers is not the hero. <clears throat> no, villains, but, you know, people who kill. No, but it's an interesting thing to think about and consider about. that you can, if you're constantly telling somebody how horrible they are, right. I don't think the situation is going to improve for that. No, right. at the very least. Exactly. Um, but, uh, uh, well, whatever. So, um, they then show us 1978 just after 
everybody breaks out of Smith's Grove Asylum. Mm-hmm. In the in the original movie, you just see Doctor Loomis and um, Marion, yeah, uh, who's like his aide or a nurse or something in a car, yeah. And they pull up outside of Smith's Grove, and she's like, "Are the patients supposed to be outside?" It's very spooky. Meanwhile, it's like thunder and lightning out there, and it's yeah, just... I love this part. You're just really seeing just kind of like blurry white figures yeah. walking around in the dark in front of them it's in the rain. Terrifying. Yeah, just it's in awesome. Like patient robes. Yep. Um, but we see Dr. Loomis go in the next day and be like, what happened? What went wrong? And he goes back into Michael's room, which has now been like demolished. Mm-hmm. The window is broken. Um, there's like shattered wood all over the floor. And Michael has scrawled the word sister mm-hmm, right. on the door of his room. Um, and a nurse describes to Dr. Loomis that Michael just like went wild, started destroying stuff, escaped from his room, and then broke into everybody else's rooms and pushed them yeah. all out. Mm-hmm. So Michael, we get an explanation, the TV version of how everybody got outside. Yeah. Michael did it. Right. He he specifically went and let him out. Yeah, farmed everybody out, probably to cause enough of, dis- of a distraction so that he could escape in the confusion. Right. But the sister being scrawled on the wall is interesting because in the original continuity, yeah. spoiler alert for all of Halloween, obviously, um, but uh, it's not revealed yeah. or created Yes, that Laurie and, and Michael Myers are brother and sister until Halloween 2. Yeah, so I guess they filmed all this stuff after that, and it's a little bit of a retcon. Yes. Which I get. That's cool. It said that uh, John Carpenter did these TV edits while they were working on Halloween 2, so he mm-hmm. had already come up with, I've got to have some reason why Michael is still hunting Lori, or right? she's right. his sister. Even right. though it's weird and doesn't really work. Yeah, they never really explain. Like, they, they poorly explain it in Halloween 2, but I accept it entirely. I do too, but it's just not... It's just weirdly explained. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so by inserting this footage into the original movie, it's like a George Lucas, you know, enhanced edition or something to imply <laughs> some sort of familial something right. in Halloween 1. Right. But it's what makes uh, Loomis go, I know where he's going. Yeah. He's going to Haddonfield. Yeah. Uh, track him down. Which is kind of interesting. It sort of provides an answer no, there. No, I get that. I think it's pretty cool. And largely, maybe there are other differences here and there, but nothing egregious or not much that I noticed. But those are the big things. They're largely to the, the beginning mm-hmm. and largely Loomis-centric. Right. But interesting stuff that sort of gives insight into how Michael Myers was taken into custody. Yeah. What those early years might have looked like, though we don't see much of him with Loomis. Mm-hmm. It's mostly Loomis just saying, you fooled them. Right. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I'm your doctor. Doctor, I will be caring for you now. I'll be caring for you and I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. S- sweetly. And definitely I think that sort of material informs the early Michael years stuff informs the Rob Zombie Halloween for sure. Yeah. I, I think that that's... Which is one of the reasons why I watched the TV version as well. On mm-hmm. top of just wanting to like... Yeah, put something... a different spin on it for the yeah. show. All the early Michael years stuff though. Yeah. No, I, I, mean, I think that's pretty cool. All right. Um, How else can we delay talking about Rob Zombie? <laughs> I know. Um, I, I guess I'll just state again that I think it's a strange friend group that Lori has. Yeah. Um, they don't seem to like each other all that much. They're kinda, very mean. Kind of mean. Incredibly mean. Yes. Yeah. And it, that's, I think those are like the two points that strike me every time. I'm not usually like, oh, Michael Myers is so scary or whatever. I'm like, Loomis is amazing. He is so extra. Yeah. And like, why is Lori friends with these girls? I agree. Those are my main takeaways. I also have a little thing where I'm like, what's up with Lori? Yeah. She she plays like she's like 20 years older than she is meant to be at 17. Definitely. 
Um, Definitely. But yeah, those other girls are just straight up like bullies, basically. No, they're super mean to her. They're like making fun of her most of the time. Yeah, Annie Brackett is like, well, I would just have to sit around talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would, that's the worst. I would hate to have to sit around spending time chatting with my friend. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, it, it seems to work out in her favor, but they tell her crush that she wants to go to a dance with him. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she didn't condone that. No. And so it's it's a weird friendship. You're a mean girl. Right. It's probably partially, you know, by design so that we are less upset when they get it. When right. they die, like, you know, not that you want them to die, but you can be like, well, those are the mean girls. At least the nice girl makes it. Yeah. But, like, weirdly, for all of the, like, uh, uh, horror movie rules that do spring from Halloween, the whole idea of, like, you sin, mm-hmm. it really does seem to mostly just be, you could say, sex in, in Halloween. I think so. I mean, they're drinking beer and stuff, but it's definitely more, I think, sex-focused. That, like, yeah. the girls who have sex are the ones who die. And Lori doesn't. Annie Brackett mm-hmm. never even sees her boyfriend in the first Halloween. She's trying to see him. Yeah, she keeps talking about it, so yeah. I feel like it's fairly implied. Spills I think she's a sexually herself. active gal. She appears to be. <laughs> so even though we don't see it right. the same way that we do with other characters, true. we've got the message. That's true. But I do get the, the feeling in Halloween 1 that these are just like, it's so interesting to see it before there's all the pomp and circumstance around halloween and like the the franchise of it all revered they just are kids oh totally even if they're mean to Lori, sometimes teenagers are mean to each other we've all been there you've either had someone be mean to you or you've been mean to someone yeah of course and it and it sucks and it's not something that you should dismiss but it's a part of it a little bit and so to that end i do think it plays while you're like what's up with this friendship I also kind of get it because I've been there on both sides. Mm -hmm. And so when they start getting murdered and there's a madman and stuff, it does hit harder for me in Halloween than in really anything else where part of the spectacle is meant to be gore. It's also not gory at all. I was about to say, I think that in some ways it hits a little bit harder as as far as like the... um, admittedly for a minor emotion of like oh man like these are like people who he killed um but because there isn't as much gore to distract from it like you've kind of gotten to know these people and even if these girls are mean it's sort of realistic you can sort of recognize these people either in yourself or really and in other people it's all both together or whatever um and then when they die they just kind of die it's not like this crazy slash fest and for the two of them it's not even like he's having to like chase them down like crazy the way that he has to with Lori. they're not being chased through a house and stuff no that's true so it just sort of happens yeah like a boy weirdly he only stabs bob linda's boyfriend yeah. Otherwise, yeah. he chokes mm-hmm. Linda with a cord. Right. And he's seen, I don't know what he does to Annie in that car when he kills her, but it's weird. It's, yes, I that know. That is the one of the most bizarre things about the movie. It's, like, brutal. Nancy Loomis, who plays Annie Brackett, has, mm. like, her eyes open the whole time. Yeah. Clearly seems alive. Yeah. Up, uh, to the end of the cut. Playing it weird. It's very weird. <laughs> yep. But he seems to maybe choke her I think as he well. does. It's really strange. Yep. Um, but like, I, I like all of them. I like Linda. Mm -hmm. Like you could point to the Linda and Bob having sex scene as being like, this is so that we can get boobs in the movie. Yeah. But Michael Myers kills Bob off screen and then famously puts a sheet on with glasses on top, Bob's glasses on top to lurk back in, which always felt weird to me. (laughs) No, there's no need. But Linda obviously thinks it's her boyfriend Mm -hmm. just joking around or something. 
and she drops her uh, the sheet to show her boobs and goes, see anything you like? Yeah. And obviously you're supposed to be like, whoa! Yeah. But honestly, more and more I only see Linda. She has this like really shy kind of smile when she does that a mm-hmm. little bit. Like she's like, she feels like an honest like like teenager. Yeah. Who's like hoping that she's attractive or something like that. I don't know. There's some, the point is, my point is this. Yeah, it I... plays less like salaciousness. Mm-hmm. It plays more like vulnerability. Mm-hmm. to me yeah and that i think is something that is humanizing yeah and like yeah. i really respond to in the first halloween is everybody feels like they have no hope against this yeah monster and that they are helpless and that they are all hyper vulnerable yeah it, it kind of like folds back into talking about loomis seeing like seeming like a character for some sort of literature. This yeah. could be seen as sort of like a Shakespearean story where like everyone's going to get wiped out. Right. There's, there's no option of them not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, even though the body count isn't like crazy high in this no, movie, it's like but three still people like the, or something. you know, a bunch of the main adult ish characters, like they're absolutely going to die. Yeah. Right. And you know that going into it now, having seen it before. So when you're watching them and you know, you kind of get to know them a little bit and they feel real, it's a little bit more like, Oh man, like yeah. it is inevitable that they're going to get it. And it always was. Yeah. You're in right. In terms of this movie. You're right. And that plays into like the teachers talking about fate. Right. In the classroom. Yeah, that's right. Again, there, there is like, there's like a highfalutin art form thing going on with Halloween that mm-hmm. I really like. It is a little, um, what do I keep? I, the word I keep it, saying about Halloween is sanctimonious. Uh huh. But I still feel like that's the right word. Yeah, I think but that, I that's really kind of like, like how it. we look at it now. In hindsight, I don't know if Halloween itself is sanctimonious. You really? Think so? No. I don't really. I don't really think so. But that doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah, maybe it's clearly like made for the time to to make a buck. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, like the idea didn't even really come from John Carpenter specifically. Right. But like it was not made to be what we like, call now prestige horror. No, or whatever. No, no, no. no you no. know. But I do feel like that it's playing with themes that I don't know. It, it, it does uh, elevate. It just really works, honestly. It does. Because even when it's playing with themes, it's like the most minor thing that sort of just goes right by. So it's not that big a deal. It doesn't feel like you're hit over the head with it. Yeah. Not to not to linger over long on this, but watching Halloween for the first time since we've seen Halloween ends, mm-hmm. or more, you know, we we rewatch some of the recent. David Gordon Green Halloween's. Yeah. Can you watch the original and not think of the future? Yes. You can. You can just enjoy it on its own. Yep. Can you not? No, I definitely I think I definitely can, but I, I it, it pops into my mind while mm-hmm. watching it. Like when I see li- young Lindsay Wallace, who's being one of the kids who's yeah. uh, uh Laurie is babysitting, I think about Lindsay mm-hmm. as an adult later on in Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Yeah. So like it does the thought does pop in there, but I can still enjoy it in a bubble. I think it's so, like, monolithic to me, the first movie, yeah. that it just exists outside of everything else, even though it clearly does not. Right. Um, but it's so its own thing to me yeah. that, yeah, I wasn't thinking about anything. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I think we've delayed as much as we can. I think you're absolutely right. Although I'm lying. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about Rob yeah. Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so... Before we move on, before we, we have to, yes, we we must mention a, a safe space, a refuge from discussions like that, which is coming up. The this refuge is, before the refuse. Yes, this is Patreon.com/slash/gttupod, the home of all the known extras and our Discord, which is an awesome little like chat community yep. mm-hmm. that is popping off every single day. Yep. Um, but we have a number of different tiers over there, and you can pick whatever 
whatever works for you and you get bonus episodes back as a way of saying thank you. And the highest tier is our demon tier. And those patrons get a bonus episode every single week. That means they get our second podcast, The Netherworld Dispatch, when it comes out every single Monday. Yeah. You basically double guide to the unknown. Mm -hmm. If you like the Friday shows, become a demon. And you're going to get hit every Monday as well. Right. Guide to the Unknown two times a week. Right. And also this past weekend, man, we stuffed some more into that demon tier. Sure did. Um, just this past uh, Sunday, we did our demon drive, mm-hmm. as we called it. You can watch the replay of the live stream on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash gttupod. Uh, shenanigans abound. Absolutely. Kristen and I, uh, uh, we shoved marshmallows in our mouths. I chopped off a big part of my beard. Yep. How are you feeling about that? I like it. Yeah, it looks yeah. good. Yeah, I think it's, I, there's some things I need to tidy up, but I think it's a, a decent new new base. Oh, it looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we we played a little indie horror game called The Nun Massacre. Yeah, that was very cool. I, I want to play more of it, to be honest. That was very neat. Um, and uh, more importantly, we listened to audio of a ghost hunt that we did. Yeah. At the beginning of October. We didn't tell you all. It was mm-hmm. a secret. We went on a ghost hunt uh, to a house that wishes remain anonymous, which is true. Yeah. And arguably, Kristen and I got a lot of paranormal activity. Right. So we listened to a bunch of clips of it on the Demon Drive. You can check that out just for, for free, let's call it. Mm-hmm. But then over on Patreon, as you're listening to this right now, you should be able to go listen and get the entire experience yeah. of us in that ghost house and, and hear the way that we tried to interact with spirits and stuff like that and debate the 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 veracity of the the experiences we had. Yeah. Uh, but not only that. It's not only oh, that's that. that's true. And by the way, the things we're mentioning right now are in addition to the weekly episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. weekly episodes are not what these are. This is just on top of it. This, Yeah. Kristen and I watched Twilight. We did. We recorded watch-alongs for the first three Twilight movies, with the second two to come in November and December. Yes. Uh, Will and I hadn't seen these movies before, so we went in blind, and we just basically talk all over them. So they are designed for you to hit play on Twilight and hit play on the watch-along track at the same time, and we'll count you down, yep. and then you can watch what's happening on screen and listen to what Will and I think about it at the same time. As we react to the... I'm going to say insanity Yes. in real time, in the moment. It's often wild. shocking. I've heard reports back that the shows do work uh, yeah. sufficiently without the movie, but I've I would that. still say the optimal form is to watch the movie and, and basically watch it with us. Right. But check that out. Twilight, Twilight New Moon, Twilight Eclipse, they're out literally right this second you could have them today. Yep. And then, yeah, we'll be doing Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 over the course of the last couple months of the year. That's right. So that is all available at patreon.com slash pod. That Ghost Hunt and Twilight stuff is only available on the Demon tier. Yep. Um, but we also have other tiers that you can check out and do whatever works for you. So we hope we see you over there. You'll find something that fits and we oh, greatly yeah. appreciate everybody who does support us and anybody who might support us. A billion, billion percent. So thank you. Um, uh, and I also just want to shout out this uh, past week, and I think it's uh, perfect for the, the – Yeah. Everybody's calling it – you notice everybody says spooky season? Yes. That's like the new term. It has been for a few years. Really? My friend, my friend Mike hates it. Spooky season. It drives him nuts. I caught this year. I was like, everybody keeps saying this. I have to say, I 
I feel somewhat the same. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this past uh, a week. It's fine. It's fine. An episode that I did with the podcast Tell Him Steve Dave went online. Yeah. Uh, for months, I have been working with host Walt Flanagan, who I think is uh, endlessly hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been listening for literally as long as they've been making shows. I, I pitched an idea to uh, Walt. Uh, he green lit it, brought yeah. me on board. We uh, We scripted out an audio drama. Uh, I directed it. I edited it. It's a solid half hour plus long audio drama, but the twist is it's also a game. Uh, we sat down, we played it with the other host, Brian Johnson and uh, Brian Quinn of Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was uh, super fun. Basically, you yeah. play a game. I play a clip. Uh, you play a game. If you win, the game goes in one direction. If you lose the game, the audio goes in a different direction. It was so much fun. It is their 2022 Halloween special. I just want to make clear, Will appears in this. He is there for the taping and he talks and stuff like that. I first pop up on the show and the game starts about 23 minutes in. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But it's it's super fun and and wild to do. And And it is getting such good feedback online. I've been stalking the TESD hashtag on Twitter and people are just heaping praise on it. It was awesome. This is randos. This isn't just our family members. Sure. This is people out there who are listening and being like, oh my god, this Halloween special is amazing and just decide to tweet about it because they think it's that good and also tagging will and being like whoa you did a great job this is so cool yeah it's nice and to anybody else any of the other uh, ants as they uh as they're called i mean to ask you because like a lot of the people have an ant in in their my ant number my well there there are multiple the the tell them steve dave universe is vast i know i know uh my my four color demons that's their motorcycle club motorcycle <laughs> club gang i'm like number 6000 something which was actually pretty early i yeah, have to yeah. say but uh uh ants walt flanagan used to just say we're all ants uh-huh. no matter how uh uh q you know is on impractical jokers on on true tvs like yeah. no matter how big you think you are we're all just ants <laughs> and so everybody's gotcha. known as the like ants that. so welcome to all the ants yeah welcome uh, ants. hope you enjoyed the show and thank you so much for all the support everybody it's been super fun yeah uh but so maybe there are other things going on in the background there i don't know maybe got other gigs working on the side who knows mm-hmm. plenty to come but go check that out tell them steve dave 2022 halloween special yeah. super 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 fun Oh, yeah. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. Join us each Thursday as we share the terrifying tales people have sent to us from all over the world. She started saying, I don't want to go upstairs because of the ghosts. The ghosts are up there. Ghosts and goblins. Bigfoot and UFOs, doppelgangers and those tricky glitches in the Matrix. We've got them all. And there is this figure on the opposite side of the tent. It was a dude with long hair. Sometimes we even like to share ghost stories that end up being pretty funny, like the ghost that would scream, hey, in the middle of the night. Yeah, or that one that liked to tickle unsuspecting armpits. We even post companion blogs on our website, hauntedaf.com, so you can see all the creepy photos and videos we talk about on the podcast. I hear my sister on the top phone say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. And just so you know, you can actually listen on our website, hauntedaf.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Really, it's wherever you like to listen to your podcast. The DJ was taking call after call, and people were talking about seeing this green thing in the sky. And please, follow Haunted AF on social media because we're always sharing scary stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok. And once you've listened to the show and gotten properly freaked out, then you have to send your scary stories 
to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can share them all on the next Haunted AF. All right, we've delayed as much as we can. All right, now for the refuse. It's time. Right. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2007, Give Me Your History. I saw it with you, I think, right? In, in the 2007? Theater? I thought so. Really? I think we were too we're too young to have seen something like this. I was 21. <laughs> you have to no, be like, I think we saw this in the theater together. Mm, okay. Don't you? You don't? I, I mean, I guess you don't. I have no recollection. I do oh. not know my history with this movie. Oh, I mean, I think we both saw it in the theater, even though we already knew that we were not into Rob Zombie movies and stuff, but we just decided to... To go get in there? Obviously, he must have made House of a Thousand Corpses first. Yeah, I think so. Right? And I yeah. used to refer to House of a Thousand Corpses. Again, anybody who enjoys these movies, more power to you. Yeah. I mean, I have friends who enjoy them and people who, you know, I trust their taste or whatever. It's a funny way to put it. But, like, who also really like these movies. So, it's just an opinion thing. House of a Thousand Corpses is 2003. So, it's, yeah, four years earlier. Yeah. I saw that. And I think I dubbed it immediately the worst movie I'd ever seen. Uh-huh. So I guarantee going into the... I think this is worse. I think it's hard to be worse. Yeah. To be honest. What? Worse than House, than of, a House of a Thousand Corpses? Corpses? I think this is worse. Halloween. This seems like a show. I think I found the loophole for where we have to watch Absolutely again. not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Which is worse. Best of the worst. Can I, no. can I work my way into another show I like? I um, uh, if, For that, I would do it. Um, but no, I, I, I think Halloween is worse than House of a Thousand Corpses. That's I a had hard, a worse time. That's a tricky race. Yeah, it is. It does, <laughs> but that's how I feel. So my history is that I, I, I would put money on that we saw it together in the theater when it came out. Um, kind of, I, you know, don't usually do a lot of hate watching, but I think we did in 2007 and we're just like, I, I think you dragged me and I went. Probably. Again, I've always been a completionist. I've yeah. always needed to see everything of a yep. franchise that I like. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever. It checks out, This right? is part of it. Yeah. I have yeah. to, I have to see this. What am I going to do? Right. And it's, I. It's in my blood. I consented and we went. Yeah. And, uh, I hated it. I hated it a lot. Yeah. And then I haven't seen it and I haven't really thought about it or anything since, you know, two days ago. Since 2007. Like, <laughs> honestly, yes. You, you managed to avoid this thing for 15 years. That's pretty good. Pretty much. But I was, I outran it for as long as I could, but it finally caught this up. This is to your me. H2O. This yes. Is H15. Yes. This is Kristen being haunted by <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween. So I, I know, I guess you don't remember going to see it, but what, nah. do you know what your history is with it but beyond that? Um, I, no, I, I've tried to watch it here and there periodically. I, I would Why? say maybe I've seen this four times. Why? Because I, I don't know. Because I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I know what you mean, I guess. But no, I don't. You know what's weird? What? I think I've never seen Halloween 5. <laughs> I, I haven't. It occurred to me the other day. I put together a ranking. Yeah. And I felt good about it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Do I even know that I, I've seen all of this? Yeah. I don't know that I've seen. I haven't. That's weird. Yeah. For me, it's weird. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, I've seen this movie. I've looked at it. <laughs> You've given it a look. There, there are things in it that I find outright. Now, for this, I also watched an alternate cut. I think you watched the theatrical version? I guess so. Okay. I No, I did. I did. Yes. I watched the director's cut. Oh, ooh. There, there are a couple of alternate scenes. It is, you know, there was the period of time where, like, DVDs were advertised as being, like, the unrated, yeah, even I can't more imagine. hardcore cut. There's stuff in it where I'm... I genuinely like i want to almost like condemn the decisions made yeah i i'm not surprised to hear that and it's not that i'm offended it's very hard to offend me mm -hmm. 
Um, I look at the movie and I think, first, we'll get there. When I hit play on this movie, five minutes in, I just started laughing. Yeah. I, I the opening of, of the Rob Zombie's Halloween is so loathsome. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 packed with detestable people who yeah. are saying the 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 grossest things to each other, yelling at each other, arguing. Uh, William Forsythe plays a man who literally makes fun of a baby for crying. Yeah, yeah baby Laurie Strode. We're, we're, ba- point is, we're treated to Michael Myers' home life when he was a kid, right? Before he killed people on Halloween. Yeah, and where we get to meet his family. Which I guess Rob Zombie is saying contributed to turning him into definitely a serial killer. Yep. So it's like the nature nurture thing, mm-hmm. right? Like Doctor Loomis would say, "Nature, he's just evil." Yeah. Rob Zombie says, "Nurture this environment turned him into a monster." He's definitely saying the environment at least contributed. Like right, maybe yeah. he would say that it's a little bit of both, but really, it's only an argument for nurture. True. So uh, uh, Michael Myers's mom um, is a stripper. She is dating William Forsythe, whose leg is broken, whose arm is broken. Baby Laurie Strode is there, mm-hmm. which is, I think, an interesting... If you're similar to um, um, Friday the 13th's reboot, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, like a new movie is an opportunity to do a new draft. I yeah, think... and actually I get that here. Yeah, it, it makes him... Rob Zombie makes it a little more overt and a little more plausible why Laurie Strode and Michael Myers could be brother and sister. It's weird in the original movies where it's like... You didn't see ba- a baby in right. that opening scene because there was no plan for her right. to be his uh, sister until the second movie. Mm-hmm. But like, um, what? You get adopted and by a family that lives in the same town? Yeah. You know. What? Apparently. It's weird. But in the Rob Zombie one, she was there. She was a baby. And she was the only one that Michael Myers connected with, presumably mm-hmm. because babies are so damn innocent. Yeah. And his older sister, Judith, in this version... Uh, is gross and like knocks on the door and basically is like, what are you doing in there? Are you doing this disgusting thing or that disgusting thing? And then he comes down for breakfast where his mom and her boyfriend are screaming at each other about somebody, some other lady that William Forsyth might want to do any number of gross things to. Everything is gross. And, but if you quit, quit yelling at me like that woman or I'll come over there and do something gross to you. Yep. Um, and then the baby starts crying and goes, all that little fudger does is cry. Wah, wah. He's mocking a baby. So I start laughing mm-hmm. like a crazy person because I realized um, that this movie is is like when teenagers try to prove to you how edgy they are. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is just like an edge fest. For our generation, it would have been kids in like middle school telling dead baby jokes. Oh my god, I forgot that was a thing, but Remember yes. Remember dead baby jokes? Yes. How many dead babies does it take to paint a house? Yeah, yeah, Depends yeah. Depends on how hard you throw them. Totally, I totally and forgot And it was about always that. some loser in Jinkos mm-hmm. telling that joke, waiting to see how offended you are. Don't talk about me that way. <laughs> uh, the, the opening of the Rob Zombie Halloween, my point is, is so try-hard, it's really like a little kid who thinks that they're making yeah. some sort of a great grand point. It is amateurish. It is pathetic. Yeah. It's edgelordy. It's gross. It's annoying. 
it's extremely and it's all of that but i was also just like ah it's annoying ah, it's an assault ah, on I'm the senses so annoyed and not in a good way not no. in, not in some way that you know tells you something interesting about no. my, like cuz they, they should be extensions of the protagonist right which i guess is michael myers in this movie at least for the first time. I know, I kind of. But yeah. so like it doesn't it does not give you any insight into him. It does not explain anything. By the time well, that you get to the remake aspect of this movie, because mm-hmm. they effectively almost like similar like shot for shot ask in theory. They retell the events yeah. of Halloween one, John Carpenter's Halloween one. By the time you get to those events, they feel so divorced right. from this early young Michael <laughs> yeah. psychology stuff where I'm like, this his attempts to show us how gross his family was gave us nothing mm-hmm. in the end. No. It's just obnoxious. Yeah. It absolutely is. I have like sensory overload, uh like sensitivities or whatever. Like I just get overwhelmed by my senses a lot, especially yeah. noise stuff. And I was just like, ah, ah, I hate everything that's going on here. I, I just hate it. I, I just hate it oh it's and just miserable i i don't want to discount the idea that like maybe this was rob zombie's experience yeah totally M- maybe this was what his childhood looked like or something mm-hmm. or he or he saw people getting bullied like this or and, and i'm sure people have uh, uh, like you know I, I just don't want to discount the idea that somebody's home life could be represented in this movie this way no s- certainly not um what i will say is it does still just feel exaggerated i would hope i would i would hope somebody else is gonna say i'm wrong yeah. And, and I, I, all I can do is, in real life, for this to be somebody's home life, all I can do is share my ultimate... Feel horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My empathy times 20. Right. In this movie, I don't buy it. Yeah. And I it's... think it's overkill and ridiculous and so try hard, it makes me squirm. Yeah. And it's it also just seems all the more unlikely that not only at home and at school are this particular brand yeah. of like abusive, like horrible sexual stuff. Plus, everybody looks the same. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know why anybody is, you know, you know, uh, uh, singling out Michael Myers. Right. Everybody has like long hair that's like hanging in their face. Every single person in this movie has long, oily hair. <laughs> yep. Long strands of oily, heavy metal hair. Yeah. Everybody Everywhere in this movie turn. needs a bath. Yeah. I it's a clarifying shampoo. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um But it's just yeah. So, you know, I I do actually think it's a neat idea on paper. And maybe if somebody else had executed it differently or Rob Zombie had executed it differently, I could be into the idea of like this sort of like making a murderer look at Michael Myers' early life and how maybe sure. that could have contributed to what he became. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably something kind of interesting there. But it does just kind of seem like it serves as a vehicle for like funny but certainly not to me yeah um like gross stuff it it does this movie just feels like it's supposed to it's built so that somebody can talk about how badass it was yeah and i just don't uh respect i that. don't respond well to that don't respond well that's to like it. I don't not my it. jam and i'm on the record as saying that i feel like quentin tarantino um has been like uh, uh bizarrely ripped off mm-hmm. through everything rob zombie writes everything feels like it's supposed to be some later on as an adult michael will meet joe grizzly <laughs> yeah i know joe grizzly is in the yes i totally see what you're saying see what i'm there. saying like there, there's like tarantino-esque <laughs> yeah. names and tarantino-esque dialogue yeah that done for sure. poorly yeah to the point where it's 
also embarrassing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 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 well, I hate it. <laughs> well, I plain hate it. I just hate it. I had, I had a thought, though. Yeah. So baby Lori Strode is in the house. This I can get on board with. Um, I, I still think it's fine if Michael Myers and Laurie Strode are brother and sister. I, I don't see what is really yeah. gained by by separating that decades-long connection for the new trilogy. Right. Um, no, I don't either. I it raises that was a more very, questions than it anything. It absolutely does. But so, um, I could talk about the new trilogy for 14 hours. I, I would happily do that instead. Yeah. However, we this have a I duty don't. to serve our community. I know. I just had to stop myself from veering into that don't territory. Don't think about good stuff. Don't do it. <laughs> well, isn't it crazy that we're referring to that as good stuff? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> in comparison, certainly. In comparison, yes. although I, I still, I said it when they first came out. I felt like uh, Halloween 2018 and Kills felt more like they were still following from the Rob Zombie playbook mm-hmm. than the original movie, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Certainly. When that, certainly more. When the dad in Halloween 2018 in the opening scene, there is not a single goddamn normal breakfast scene in these movies. Yeah, you're right. Until Halloween ends when Laurie Strode burns a pie. Yeah. And that's fine. For breakfast? Yeah, she was making breakfast pie. Well, see, that. so still not normal. You're right. A little unusual. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. still, I it's would the eat, most normal. I would eat it, though. Here, we've got people shrieking at each other. I know. Um, and then in Halloween 2018, that new normal family in the reboot, the dad is trying to catch rats right. or mice under the sink with uh, mice traps and peanut butter. Right. And he spills it or drops a mouse trap on his pants or something. Yeah. And he says he got peanut butter on his penis. Oh, man. I got peanut butter on my penis. Right. And she goes, Dad. Like, no, 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 no. Not leave it to Beaver. Oh, Dad. No. no. Dad, what's wrong with you? Don't You're... say that in front of me. And no, you don't. You're wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't, first and foremost. <laughs> but no, they thought it was hilarious. So it's I in know. the movie. And it's just for... No, it is more a spiritual successor to this, even though it's it's much less repellent than this. It's crap. Yeah. It's crap. It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I had, I had a thought about baby Lori and mm-hmm. Michael. I like the idea that she's a baby. I like the idea that Michael likes her. Yeah. She's the only person on the planet yeah. that he maybe relates to. Mm-hmm. I had this thought. What if Michael Myers in these opening scenes didn't talk? Yeah. Not couldn't talk, but but didn't talk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and This is something that was admittedly invented only recently, the idea in, in the 2018 movie that He's capable of speaking and chooses not to. Right. But isolating somebody for being different is why people get bullied a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Myers as an adult in the original movies, only, you only hear him breathing ever. He does not speak as yeah. an adult in that in that film. What if he didn't? Except for that part where he looks right at the camera and gets like kind of quivery and he's like, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clarabelle so the Nightmare Clown Clarabelle. Reference. Yeah. Uh, from Howdy Doody. Yes. Kristen's dropping Howdy Doody references. That's right. Everybody. So <laughs> another one of the top rated videos on this channel. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, what if in the in this movie he related so much to Laurie Strode as a baby um, because in some ways he has not connected with um, other kids his mm-hmm. age or, or, or adults or he recognizes in her um uh an innocence because she's not part of society yet he's yeah. sort of not either uh he relates to her he doesn't yeah. talk 
Why does the not talking have to be part of that? I would like for one person in this movie to, to not, not talk. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that works for me. But no, I just, I just yeah. think that it plays into that. It would ride that line a little more between nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. The Rob Zombie movie screams nurture to me. Yeah. Um, Halloween to me is also about nature, which is weird and I don't believe in. Yeah. But for the purposes and the rules of the film, I think is effective. The, the, at least being able to theorize maybe he's just born like this. Mm-hmm. And no matter what would have happened, if he had grown up in a completely quote-unquote average uh, um, household, he still might have turned into the monster. Right. Is, is more interesting to me than seeing people screaming at each other and, and m- making fun of babies for crying. Yeah. And that's the environment where... Uh, Michael Myers comes from. Mm-hmm. I just and I think it would deepen the connection to Lori a little bit more. Yeah, because as an adult, we're, this is all new motivation for Michael. That the reason he's coming home to Haddonfield, the reason he's seeking out Lori, isn't to kill her. Mm-hmm. It's to be with her again. Yeah, to somehow uh, escape back to a place where he feels um, uh, like he's with somebody that he loves and, and can care for. Yeah, which is an interesting idea. No, it is. And I think there is like a seed of that yeah. in here. But yeah, it would be it definitely would be good if they had expanded on that. Yeah, Rob Zombie's again, the paper idea, the reworking of the Michael motivation, I think is actually kind of interesting. No, I do too. Yeah, but but everything about the execution grosses me out. Yeah. Uh Michael Myers kills uh, his pet rats. Mm-hmm. He's always wearing a mask. There's literally a scream where he's in the mask and just shrieking. Yeah. Just at the top of his lungs, screaming as loud as he can. The camera flashes so back and sad, forth to it. Partially. I find this sad. I'm, I'm sad for him. I don't find it resembling any form of reality. Yeah, it's not really. But I, I guess somewhere it hits it enough for me that, that he makes me sad. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, Dr. Loomis comes in played yeah. by malcolm mcdowell this time who yeah. I think is fine. i'm about to say happy to see him happy to see him he, mm-hmm. he shows up at the school because uh michael uh gets into a fight with bullies yeah uh, he says fudge you to the principal right he says fudge off you fudge face yeah um uh and the principal then has michael myers mom come in and in comes dr loomis so they can talk about michael's behavior because yeah so he that's... was also found with photographs of dead animals mm-hmm. but not only that the principal opens a drawer of his own desk and pulls out a gallon-sized Ziploc bag containing a dead cat. Right. That was in his desk. He kept it in his a drawer of his desk the yeah. way a person would. Mm-hmm. If you found like, and he was working there. a kid at school who had been abusing animals and they had that in their locker, you would take it out of their locker and you would put, put it in it your own desk. Put it straight in your desk. And you would keep it there until you had the opportunity to present it to somebody. Correct. Um, and, and so then he, he puts does. It, puts it on the table and then Michael Myers' mom goes, what? So he found a dead cat. Big deal. Because as a mom, if your kid had, if you were just told by the principal that your kid had been keeping a dead animal in his locker, you, what? You would say like, oh, come on. Who cares? Right? Like you would be like, what's the big deal? I know. But everyone seems to be making a big deal out of it. What's the big whoop? So yeah, he meets Loomis earlier on than he did in the other movies. Yes. Um, he kills a bully. Yeah. This bully was in the movie Spy Kids. Oh, okay. Um, but he, Is it the kid from Spy Kids who's married to Megan Trainer now? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I know that some of them are. Or I mean, oh, one of them. Some, <laughs> some of them are. So, I know that some of the kids from Spy Kids collectively <laughs> are married to Megan Trainer. <laughs> Most of the kids 
from Spy Kids right. grew up to marry Megan Trainer together. Bless them. Bla- good, good. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I'm happy for them. Yeah, sister wives and husbs. He he. Murray Murray's a bully. Yeah. <laughs> he straight Murray's him yeah. in the woods with a big branch. Yeah. And the scene goes on. Yeah, it sure does. And on. It sure does. And then he goes on to you know Halloween murder his family and ends up back with Loomis. And so we get some juicy Loomis and Michael stuff, which I also think was kind of interesting. I also think it was kind of interesting. Yeah. I kind of liked these parts. It feels to me, and many other people have said this, and I I didn't really look into what Rob Zombie has said. Mm -hmm. I I listened to some of the commentary. I feel like this just should be the movie. I think many people have said that and said that like maybe the studio forced him to do the flash forward to Lori. Yeah. But uh, the young Michael stuff is new territory to go to. And I do think it's enough for to sustain its own movie. Michael. Definitely. As a person before the killings, during the killings and immediately after the killings, Mm -hmm. setting up the events of the original movie or something like that. Yeah. I might've bristled against it even more if, if, if this movie were like that, trying to say like, and then what happens next is John Carpenter's film. Right. I'd be like, I no, it doesn't. Yeah. But I could, Take it on its own merit. Yeah, There's no certainly. need to actually turn this into a remake, which it does. Right. Shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, what did you see when he escapes from the asylum? What did I see? How does he escape from the asylum? What do you mean? It happens differently in my cut, I think, if we watch two different cuts. Oh, God. I don't even want to talk about it. You have to now. It's so upsetting. It's horrible. Or I'll skip some stuff. Um Oh, God. Like a prison guard, maybe two prison guards or a prison guard and his friend bring a woman into Michael's room. You watch the director's cut then. You watch what I saw. Oh, I could have. I I think that does not happen in the original cut. Is that at least my understanding? It is. This is the part where I'm like, this is you Uh you straight up condemn this. This is where it's like you you almost like I I, and I and not to just be like in this day and age, I actively think that this is. Uh, it's reprehensible reprehensible and to think that this is something that belongs in a uh, movie as entertainment a fun halloween movie i just cannot explain how much i hate it two of the guards sexually assault a patient specifically in michael's room while putting on masks Mm -hmm. and jeering at him yeah so that michael kills them what a hero yeah right it it sets up like a, a weird sort of um like audience outlook on michael Uh, another thing that i just don't believe anybody maybe it happens i'm Uh, not gonna say nobody would do it no they would but i i just i don't need to watch it in a movie i don't want to go that's like for entertainment or whatever it's like disgusting to me i hated it so much And then he gets out and, like, they, it kind of kicks off the Lori stuff, basically. Like, there are even shots where you see her walking with her friends on the sidewalk, a la the original, and Michael's stalking them. So that's where that all stuff kind of comes in. But they remix it a little bit Yeah. Um, from there. Like they, They're also they're gross in this in... version. They say gross things. Yeah, I know. The girls are Linda's gross. way they're, grosser. Almost everybody is humping each other at some point. Yeah, even, even jokingly. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just like... Again, just not my experience. Laurie Strode at breakfast. Another un- unusual breakfast. Two unusual breakfasts in this film. What was going on with her breakfast? When we meet Laurie Strode, our new protagonist. It's like Psycho. Uh huh. Like the Michael story is done. He's no longer our protagonist. Now we shift to Laurie Strode. Yeah. So that we can remake Halloween. She is having breakfast, and she says something about a teacher touching her. 
Oh, yeah. To laugh about it and make right. her mom uncomfortable. And then she picks up a bagel and starts jamming her finger into right, it. Right, right, right. And I... Get me just, out of the here. The second that I see Laurie Strode, who is like the definition of like the, the quote-unquote virginal final girl. Right. I hate her. Yeah. I hate her. I hate Haddonfield. I hate her. There's I hate everything about her. There's something wrong with this town. Yeah, it's horrible. We need to just burn it to the ground and start anew. There are exactly two normal people in this entire movie, and it's her parents. Yeah. Her uh, the, mom. The sheriff is okay. Brad Dourif. I love Brad Dourif. He's okay, a, right? I don't know why he has a handlebar mustache. Well, but at least he's he's not it's shades, a despicable person. I know, but they gave him the shades of, like, your hard rock sheriff. Well, yes, there is that. But, but that, I, I don't think he needs... He it, he and the parents could leave Haddonfield before I burn it to the ground. I agree. It's not enough to condemn him. It's more, again, on live. the vision. Just like no one is normal. No one's just like a normal No one's allowed person. to just... He can't just be some fuddy-duddy sheriff. No. You know? He has to be handlebar mustache. Yeah. Tough guy looking sheriff where it's like rob zombie did everyone's makeup and hair yeah i don't i don't understand i don't understand this goddamn thing this world the entire fabric of this universe look you and me both but laurie strode's parents her mom's like laurie stop that with the bagel and then like an hour later laurie strode comes home and her mom's like if i'm being honest with you i'm still upset about the bagel thing (laughs) and i'm like I think that's almost like improvised by the performer where I'm like, she genuinely was Yeah, <laughs> like, it's something a normal person would say to be like, my kid yeah, right. was being gross like, with a bagel around me. Why are you doing me. that? Like, I get it. You're all grown up. You shut up and leave my home now. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I just hate everything and everybody. And it's I all hate horrible. It's, me too. It's all terrible. It crescendos back in the Myers house because there is babysitting and like going to different houses shenanigans like there are in the first movie. Tommy Doyle, but, one of the, the little boy, mm-hmm. is played by the guy from Santa Somebody Clarita. Somebody else married to, to Megan Trainor. He, he, yeah, he married Megan Trainor <laughs> yeah. a year later. He um, uh, is the guy from uh, Santa oh. Clarita Diet. Oh, The like okay. nerdy boyfriend in Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he's now fantastic. that's a show. That's a show. Oh. I would love Santa to Cla- watch we that. Should watch, we should. Oh, Anytime. In a world where we've done the Scream TV series, why couldn't we? Certainly. You're absolutely right. You I absolutely... do Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. It's fantastic. To. Okay. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. That is very cool. Uh-huh. They end up at the Myers house because they got to break in there to go bone in. And the way they that... They go to the B zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Myers, you know, kills a, kills a path to Lori and they end up tussling. There's a gun. Um, they both fall off the balcony together, whereas in the original, just Michael falls and she ends up on top of him with the gun and is trying to shoot him. And then he kind of like wakes up because he had knocked himself out and is like trying to get the gun away from her. And then she finally seems like she is able to shoot him. It seems like it goes off. It's like some of the chambers of the gun are, yeah, were empty. are empty and she finally got the one that had a bullet in it. Yeah. And so it ends with like blood splashed back on and in her mouth. Yeah. And her just like screaming bloody murder. Like something out of like an Eli Roth movie. Yep. It's like something out of Hostel. Yeah. There's yeah. so much blood that explodes into her. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then, yeah, it smashes to credits. It ends. We all end. I die. We all die. Now, 
arguably it's kind of a strong ending because you never think of anybody ever having really defeated Michael. Yeah. So the idea that Laurie Strode might have just killed Michael at the end of the, the first Halloween movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. No, totally. The smash to credits thing, that energy of like gunshot yep. credits. Yeah, it, it like definitely fine. like, yeah. It, it's, it's sort of like a trick to pump people up or something. Right. Um, but it's fine. It's yeah, fine. I but, think so too. But weirdly, for how much that I actually kind of like Malcolm McDowell's uh, Dr. Loomis, mm-hmm. like the way that Rob Zombie makes it so much more plausible and understandable for Laurie Strode and Michael Myers to be siblings yeah. and the importance of Laurie Strode for Michael Myers in this version, I do kind of wish that the scene, the movie continued a little bit at least for uh, her to go, that was the boogeyman. And for yeah. him to have to know that it's not, know that they are brother and sister and go, as a matter of fact, it was. That so, like, is a cool idea. To like protect her from the truth, which hurts more. Yeah. That, no, Actually, you I think that's awesome. I, I, like, yeah. I don't know. I think that's, there, a, that's there, a neat idea. There are touches of not understanding the psychology of Michael at all, but there are touches of doing something new, showing us a, a period of time that we had not seen before, which is novel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, redoing the the presence of Laurie Strode in Michael's life to make the the brother sister dynamic more plausible. Here, Sheriff Brackett is like at the scene of the crime. You know, a baby was found. Yeah. After Michael's mother took her own life, there was a baby there. I didn't put her in the report. I needed to just get her out of there. Yeah. And I knew uh, people that could raise her right. Mm -hmm. So it's more plausible that instead of being like, Lori was given up for a... Michael's parents seem to have survived at the end of Halloween It's much less convoluted. But Lori was born, put up for adoption, and still in the same one town. Yeah. It's a a bit of a stretch, but I was always kind of okay with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you know about Halloween 2. I mean, I've seen it. I I don't have it memorized or anything. She discovers her sibling relationship to Michael in a dream yeah, or in like a vision. Mm-hmm. So it's like loosey goosey and <laughs> yes. bizarre, but I was always just willing to go with it. Totally. Halloween H2O was great. And it's all about that, that f- family connection. Yeah. But Rob Zombie's take, I can, I can get on board with some of that concept. No, same. But every single piece of dialogue. It's not the concept necessarily no. about this movie that's so bad. Yeah. It, it, it's the execution of it. It's the execution. Even yeah. the, the, the first stuff, I just hate everybody. And then the second stuff that's mostly like a remake of the original movie, it just feels like he had no choice but to make it. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it does anything new or interesting in that realm. Not really. Um, um, but at least it made me hate everybody this time. Yeah, so that's great. So that's something. I... Well, let's let's bury this. Let's Buried. put this in the past. A dog, you know what a cat would bury this in the in the in the yeah, in the in litter little litter box. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, so that is <laughs> Halloween. I almost wish we had flip-flopped them. I wish we had talked about Rob Zombie first in Halloween 1978. Yeah, but we tried to delay. <laughs> we tried to delay having to talk about it at all so we could have some enjoyment first. I know, Say, but now I'm going out on a fart. No, no, no. I know what to do. I know what to do. I know how not we to buried have... buried a cat poopy in cat litter. I was about to say, I know how to not have a fart. What? <laughs> can, I, can I... Say, give me... Say one thing that you like about Halloween 2007. Um, I like... I like Malcolm McDowell and Brad Dourif. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I like Malcolm McDowell's wardrobe. 
I do too. He's got like turtlenecks yeah. and stuff. Yep. He doesn't feel the way that Donald Pleasance did. No, he does no. feel like he's doing his own thing. Yeah. He feels a little more paternal, even though he's still, yeah. is, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he's not exactly, but he's a little bit less harsh. Yeah, he does. He does feel less harsh. Yeah. He's mostly like running around trying to like almost like care for Michael. Kind of like manage the situation instead of just like popping up at different houses and being like, Evil was here. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, Donald Pleasance, like, goes to back to Haddonfield to sit outside the Myers house for, like, five hours and show up late. Right. When everything has already happened. He's not being very helpful. He's not being very helpful yeah. at all. And when he hears somebody scream in that original movie, he looks across the street, and the car Michael stole is right there. Where it's like, <laughs> you should have seen that before, bud. <laughs> It's so funny. Uh-huh. But, you know, Malcolm Adele is rolling up the sleeves of that turtleneck and trying to prevent deaths from happening. Definitely agreed. So I appreciate that. Definitely agreed. Yeah. What about you? What's something that you like? Um, I will. Um, I'm going to try to avoid reiterating some things that I've already said that I like. Okay. You know, because I have I've complimented a couple of things yeah. here and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I agree that this ought to end on some element of, of positivity, if only for our own souls' yeah, sake. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody got paid. <laughs> that people got, but it was fun yeah, to make. And employed people. I bet it was fun to make. No, I got something. I got something. I like that Annie Bracket mm-hmm. is played by Danielle Harris. Okay. Danielle Harris played Jamie Lloyd. In Halloween 4 and 5. That is fun. She had previously been the protagonist. She was the daughter of Laurie Strode. Mm -hmm. In Halloween 4 and 5. She was the new lead. Yeah. And uh, instead of being like, no, 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 you already did this before. I don't want you in this. We got to make a clean break. Uh, Rob Zombie casted her. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. She does have some prestige or lineage in here for that reason. And it does feel like, uh, as much as I'm dumping on the taste... I think that um, uh, it does seem like everybody appears to have had a good time on this uh, uh, set. And, what makes you think that? Uh, I just know the story that came out recently about um, uh, Laurie Strode and Danielle Harris from this mm-hmm. universe uh, seeing Jamie Lee Curtis at the Halloween Ends oh, okay. uh, red carpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like they still try to remain part of this universe. Yeah. Now, they did say that Laurie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was mean to them. <laughs> And was oh, like, oh, no. I didn't see that movie. I don't know anything about that. Oh. Just like let it hang there. Oh. So that's its own thing. <laughs> Yikes. But we all know Jamie Lee Curtis is a little intense, I think. Yeah. She's still eating that Activia? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I've only seen her to, to be nice. Okay. So she's popped up a lot on The Real Houses of Beverly Hills this season. Really? Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. Um, she was in an episode. Oh, because of yes. Lindsay Wallace. And then she also popped up during the reunion and I've seen her interviews and stuff, and I I haven't seen her to to give out that vibe. She was on the View recently. Um, I just I guess I just think I still just it'll be hard for me to stop associating with her with the way that she advertised Halloween Kills. I've already like not exactly moved on from that, but that seems like a blip to me. It's a blip. I think she seems pretty cool. Okay, I would love for I can get on board with it being a blip. That's it's just all I've really seen of that's her. That's my being perception. Her. I I think it was a weird blip. I think she's pretty awesome. I did love the way that she marketed Halloween Ends herself as just yeah. being like, "We all love this. You're gonna have so much fun." Yeah, that I I am all about. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the idea that Danielle Harris and um who, who plays Laurie Strode in this version, I, I don't know. But but the idea that they still feel like there are. Uh, yeah. They enjoy this world, tells me that they 
Well, I'm sure there are people. I mean, people definitely love these two Rob Zombie movies, yeah. uh, Halloween movies. So I'm sure that there's like a whole fandom who really embraces them yeah. and kind of keeps them connected to Halloween. So yeah. I'm sure it's very fun. Yeah, true. For sure. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That, that's Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween. Thanks for bringing it back up. Perhaps we'll never see it again. I de- William, I will not. I'm telling you right here and now, I will never watch this movie again. Never. Pinky swear. Uh, Pinky swear, no problem. I am not watching this shit. I'm going to make you break that promise. No, find a I way. won't. Uh-uh. I'm going to find a way. Uh-uh. Well, I don't know our... what purpose. Are... We've already covered it now for the show, so we wouldn't be doing that again. When we're in our so... 90s and we're still doing this, no. I'm going to make you do it. I'm not it. saying no to not doing this. I'll be happy to do this at 90, but I'm not watching this movie. I'm not wasting my precious time. You know what? What? On your deathbed, I'm going to hit play. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Technically, she saw it. No. Oh, and then I die, too. All yeah. right, everybody. Happy Halloween. Right. Happy Halloween. Happy Slashtober. We did it. Yes. We did it. Uh, it was joyful until this episode, but we knew yes. we knew what we were getting into of at course. least. We knew, we knew, we knew. Of course. Um, hope you had fun. Yeah. If you are a fan of the Rob Zombie movie, again, more power to you. All totally. things are subjective. Re- uh, uh, respect, respect, respect. Yeah, without um, a doubt. I like all kinds of crap. So. Undoubtedly, there are things that we like that you don't. All is That question, well. yeah. Um, but we hope that you have a fantastic Halloween. Yeah! Feel free to poke around in some of the stuff that we posted recently, the replay mm-hmm. of the Demon Drive, the three Twilight commentaries, the Ghost Hunt audio. That yep. stuff is available on patreon.com slash gttupod. The 2022 Tell Him Steve Dave Halloween special. Uh, dig in. Go to gttupod.com. Yeah. Our merch is there. Our P.O. box is there. All of our previous episodes are there. Mm-hmm. Follow at GTTU Pod on all social media. And you can also follow us individually. Yep. I am at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. And boy, the myths that we've traveled here this month. That is true. Slashtober was back. It's done. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see it again next year. Yeah. But boy, am I happy that we got back on this train. Yeah, this absolutely. Uh, All right, everybody. We'll see you next week for more scary, spooky fun. Until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go we. And away from stinky, dinky Haddonfield. Do you think that we, do you feel feel better or do you still feel icky? No, I feel better. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's good. feel better, certainly. Get about five more showers and then I'll feel <laughs> Yeah, <right>. no kidding. <laughs>